Skip, I know Skip. I know Skip. I know Skip. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. Welcome back to Name, Image, Podcast, episode five. Uh, thank you guys for joining joining us once again. I am your host Carl, and uh, along with me is Big Mike. Big Mike. Woo! <laughs> we made it, Kyle. I know Arkansas doesn't play this weekend, but that's I just stuck in my head. We made it, Kyle. Two days from now, we got football. We did. I, I, gosh, I guess you're right. It did. It almost snuck up on me. You know, it's. Uh, I haven't really. I, I don't do as much like research and prep and stuff like as I used to in the past. Like I like God Heath and I used to just sit in that room and we'd just be looking at all the schedules, <laughs> all the times and stuff, you know. And uh, but yeah, now now it just kind of sneaks up on me a little bit. Too, so you exciting. mean you mean to tell me in college you had you had more time on your hands to do stuff like that yeah. versus now when you yeah, work a, a nine to five and have a kid and responsibility? It, it's outlandish, Kyle. I can't believe that. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? But, Not me. Uh, nonetheless, here we are. Here we are, and it's it's college football season. You can kind of feel it in the air. Uh, unfortunately, the air here's shit once again. Yeah, you can you can taste it in the air. It's t- it tastes yeah, like a bonfire, like right. a good old fashioned fall <laughs> bonfire. We're almost there. It's almost uh, it's almost candle season. Mike, what's a uh, what's your go to candle? Buddy, I had to walk away from the Kyle the Kyle the Kyle aisle, <laughs> the candle aisle wow. yesterday because they had the fattest pumpkin spice candle for like <laughs> ten bucks, and I was like, if I pull the trigger now, I'm gonna wear myself out. Like American Horror right. Stories back. I got a little taste. Like let me let me prolong that. It's gotta before have that go. first that first day where you have to put on like a coat of sorts, maybe long sleeve, or like that first day where you feel that that's right. you're like okay it's it's officially game. i'll tell you what kyle when i don't have to bust out the fucking air conditioner that i wheel around like an iv bag <laughs> i'll probably go get the pumpkin spice candle because we're still pumping the ac hey i know it's a hey, but it's slowly cooling down slowly oh. cooling down but i mean that's uh hey it, here we are baby it's almost fall it's here i mean got college football on this weekend uh, some meaningful college football not a ton i'm not gonna say it and act like it's the greatest <laughs> but it's week zero it's week zero baby there's two oh, things yeah. that you can guarantee uh, you know, some sort of like strange, you know, Big Ten football game for some reason, and then Hawaii football. Hawaii football and Week Zero to me go hand in hand. It's like, like for, first I to market. It. Hawaii Hawaii knows their place in the football world. They're like, let's get a lot of eyeballs quick, and let's just play that Week Zero every year. And I I yeah, appreciate I them. Yeah, Week Zero a few years ago. That's where you saw Cole McDonald, right? Cole mm. McDonald has an arm. Like, like what a legend he was. Yeah, you know, I think he's kicking around whole, somewhere. Whole guy. Whole guy. Okay, what what a legend, man. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the fun things that you can expect in, in week zero. But but like I said, we're not going to do a full blown breakdown no. of the games no. this weekend. But uh, we are going to obviously do a little little bit of news, not really a whole lot going on, and then uh, go into just some interesting NIL stories. Uh, Mike's going to have kind of a breakdown of just kind of <laughs> one facet or like the kind of the inner workings of how it works because. I think a lot of people just are still in the dark with it. That's, you know, it's so new. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, kind of an interesting breakdown just of, of how at least one one side of the NIL deals and how they are kind of orchestrated and whatnot, uh, how those all work. So, love a yeah, little bit of that. Buddy. And then a few other NIL topics. And then just our uh, just discussion of the week. 
And, uh, oh, sorry, conference previews. We're going to do conference previews, you know, uh, kind of who we think are the standouts, you know, maybe some favorite right. stuff, yada, yada, yada. But then, yeah, we're going to finish with just, uh, yeah, our discussion. And I, I think it's just, uh, yeah, could be a little bit more open-ended, but uh, we should, should be a good one. So, uh, buckle up, folks. Let's do it. So, with news, <laughs> you know, we, we kind of kicked it around. You know, there's a lot of, a lot more of this whole expansion talk. And let me just tell you, <laughs> Michael, I'm just not for it. I'm just not for the expansion well, talk. Like, like, don't be wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go yeah ahead. sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, like, it, they, they teased it for so long. And it, it, it's kind of, it, from the beginning, it was kind of playing second fiddle because OU and Texas moving over to the SEC is, like, that's going to be the biggest news for a while. But for them to tease as much as they did and then essentially just come out and say it's like a gentleman's handshake of some sorts, I, I mean, it was just yeah, a whole lot I of build-up for nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people just kind of took it and ran with it. You know, oh, the expansion this, expansion that. But, like, even the expansion that's been talked, like, nothing's going to happen for a few years. No. So, in my no. stance on it, it's just like, listen, call me when it happens. Right. And I think we got enough time for that. So, I, I don't really feel like spending a whole lot of no. time on that. Really, I mean, right now, as far as news goes, it's uh, uh, teams naming starting quarterback season, right? Because we're, we're getting real close to that yeah, game. Yeah, no. you know, You're going to want to know who the starting quarterback is. So that's always kind of exciting. Michigan State still hasn't announced theirs yet, but that'll be kind of interesting. <laughs> They're I still trying to find panels. one. They they can't oh, name who they don't have. Hell yeah! <laughs> no, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting though. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like that season. Just a few other you know here's and there's so nothing really too exciting because uh yeah. But hey, it's the, it's the calm before baby. the storm, right? Like we everybody's yep. we're we're this yeah. far. Like there's not a lot you're gonna change now. Like there's not any real big breaking news. Like. Everybody just kind of settled in. The biggest biggest hurdle right now is the COVID, right? Like, make make sure everybody's being responsible. Compliance, yep. You know, because the last thing we want is for a team who has great promise to go down week one because they have Ugh. a COVID fiasco. And, you know, so exactly. I, I admire how quiet it is because that means, you know, no news is good news. So I'm here for it. We're chugging along. Chugging along. Yep, that, that's a good way to put it. So, so yeah, with that, let's go into kind of our NIL stories of the week. And I did want to start off, Mike, like I said, I, I know you were kind of looking more into how these deals are kind of working behind the scenes, or at least how one program is deciding to do it or one organization right. is buying in. So, right. Uh, and I think that was kind of interesting. So, yeah, tell, uh, tell us kind of what that was all about. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get smart, so buckle up, people. Uh, so really, I mean, so at the end of the day, there, there's still multiple ways that people are going to go right. about it's, this. It, yeah. it, it, players can technically go out and seek their own NIL deals, and they'll have to kind of follow the steps and make sure everything is all good. But the cool thing that I did learn, and this is probably one product of, of many, one platform of many, I'm sure, uh, Open Doors uh, is a is a program it's a company that they've kind of been in the nil game for the professional level for a while um and, and they're certified by like the mbp nba pa nfl pa wmba all the pas essentially uh but essentially what it is is it's kind of cool because it's it's a pro it's a platform that allows college players to register sign up for their service and what they do from there is essentially they compile all these athletes into a marketplace. And then when a brand wants to go throw some NIL money around, do a little marketing, uh, essentially they just go right to Open Doors and they get a full breakdown of you know athletes by school, sport, conference, so on and so forth. 
But the beautiful thing about it is, and this is the key word to all this, is compliance. Because all of this keeps it above table. All the paperwork is sorted out. They have all the legalities figured out uh, yep. you know, with their, their legal teams. So uh, it, it's as we kind of talked about this for the last few weeks, I've kind of been in a mental pretzel. Like, I, just kind of in a negative right. Nancy. Like, it, this is going to go south so fast. But this was kind of a shining This kind of gives you hope. Right. Yeah, it kind of gives you hope. And, and don't get me wrong, they're obviously getting a cut, which, you know, but but to have everything organized and structured and professional, I think is very important. Uh, because, exactly. yeah, there's just going to be a lot of a lot of hands at play that are kind of reaching for these athletes that, you know, they're, they're at a young, very impressionable age, you know, very young adults. And, and you know, it's a lot of times the sources of this money or companies, they, they aren't always the most upstanding of people. You right. Know? Right. So I, 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 I agree. I think that's going to be a, a really smart way to do it. Like the, the programs and com- maybe even whole conferences that kind of buy into that. I think exactly. that'd be a very smart idea because that way they can make sure everything's kind of compliant. But then at the same time as the athletes are going to, I don't want you messing with, you know, I can deal with this myself. It's just like, sure. Hey, go ahead. Right. But, you know, I think for a lot on a, on a wider scale, I think that is a, could be a very good you know sign of of, of maybe things to come exactly. and how how things can be well and it's nice to have the track record of like they've already been kind of in this arena in the professional level yeah. and they're they're certified by like i said all the different player associations so, like this is a company that has been doing this they know what they're doing yep. they have the resources and so have more connections to and yeah, right it's, and, and right. as they move on from college to professional and yeah i, I think it's a brilliant it's idea, absolutely so that that cleared it up for me because like i said we've talked about it before like i was kind of fuzzy on like how this is all gonna work and like i said there's schools have their own different procedures in place and players can go negotiate their own deals on their own sure uh, but it is nice to know that there is a, a concrete platform that'll kind of help weed through the compliance of all this and make sure that none of this really becomes a problem. So, right. yep. I'm happy. Yep, I like it. I like it. But no, I think that's a kind of a really interesting concept of it and something that I think was definitely worth mentioning on our pod name or yeah, name image podcast. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about nil and just kind of how it all works. So I'm sure there'll be other examples of how other companies do it or other programs. So. More to come there, but yeah, I thought that was definitely worth sharing. But beyond that, we just have our general kind of NIL stories of the week. And Mike, what was the first one that kind of caught your eye? <laughs> well, you know, the first one was uh, Drew Brees. He owns a restaurant. He owns like a billion Jimmy Johns, but he also owns a restaurant chain called Walk-Ons, which is appropriate name because he has gone out and he signed uh, a walk-on from the Purdue Boilermakers to an NIL deal. And from what I, I was just quick skimming, I think he signed a couple other uh, women's soccer players from Ole Miss, I believe. But uh, that was my favorite just because, uh, huh. you know, kind of like we talked about with the BYU. He's it's just such a good guy. And it's given, Sorry, lo- it's given love. It's like, given love to the players. Like, they're walking on. They're not getting their school paid for. It's putting a little cash in their pocket. So, uh, like you said, good guy, Drew Brees. So, that was one that, you know, the, the warm, fuzzy, feel-good story of the week that caught my eye. Um, but, yeah, Kyle, is there, what, what spoke to you this week? What what in the NIL landscape spoke to you? Well, of course, you know, i got to bring up Michigan because I'm a <laughs> State fan. But uh, I did see that their quarterback, uh, Kate McNamara, <laughs> Did register with that uh you were saying yeah that, I, I got you right here i got you right here it's a, uh, a little bit more uh <laughs> a little bit more vague whatever but you know what a we'll, what we'll a that works what out. a yeah. fucking michigan thing to do like they couldn't yeah. just be mainstream <laughs> and go sign with like a, a you know an energy right. drink company they had to go yeah I'm cryptocurrency crypto guy. yeah yeah 
I mean, <laughs> hey, maybe it'll pan out for him. He's going to make boatloads hey. of money, but he's probably going to make a bunch of money anyway. You can't so. trust a guy named Cade. I'm just going to tell you right now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> can't trust him. Uh, yeah, no, I thought that was interesting, and of course it involved a rival. So, and then I think you had mentioned one last story about the Atlanta Braves. So, thought, if you had Braves mentioned on the podcast, <laughs> this is still uh, is that st- is that name still problematic? Should we be blurring that out? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, no, but more uh, much like the Florida Panthers, the uh, Atlanta Braves, first to the table in the MLB landscape to come on. They signed. Uh, actually, it was Georgia Tech quarterback Jordan Yates. Kind of a par for the course what we've been talking about, but they also went out and signed Georgia gymnast Rachel Bauman to an NIL deal. So nice to see a little bit of that NIL money matriculating to other programs. Uh, obviously, football and basketball are the big ones that we talk about, but kind of nice. Uh, and again, just more pioneers of the MLB landscape signing with some players. I'm sure it's much of the same thing uh, down in Florida. They'll probably do some concession stands some on-site stuff some promotions so uh yeah just more more kind of you know big leagues dipping down into the college level and kind of pioneering that landscape yeah and others other sports too not just football you know i think that's kind of right kind of interesting as well so so yeah but i like yeah the nil stuff it's i think we'll get more of these and trickle on throughout the season and things like that especially as you know, contenders start to, you know, if, uh, you know, breakout players or Heisman dark horses, you know, those are the types of guys that will all of a sudden kind of, you know, oh, all of a sudden they start to right. get attention and things like that. So there'll be a lot more names I think that we don't expect, but yeah, not a whole lot else no. outside of that. But on that same note, I think we are at the tip of the iceberg because to your point, we kind of, this is kind of just thrown on us very abruptly. Like we kind of just threw it up. It was wireless for a little bit. It's, we're kind of settling in now. Uh, but I do think that once we get into the to the season and we start seeing players with the, the social media posts and as they gain, like you said, they gain more traction and na- you know notoriety, uh, I, I think we'll see just an abundance of content as far as players, you know, the faces showing up places, and I, I'm excited to see how it all kind of plays out. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, yeah, we're right there, man. We're right there. So... With that, let's transition. We are going to do just a, a, a pretty light conference breakdown. Yeah. If you're looking oh, for yeah. your in-depth, hard-hitting analysis and fa- stat-backed information and whatnot, uh, you're listening to the wrong podcast. I, I apologize to, uh, to break <laughs> hey, it to you. For, for, for this idea. year, for the, listen, we're new to the game. We're getting our feet wet. Right. But I think regardless, we have a very different eye for, oh. you know, there's certain things that stand yeah. out to us that aren't the mainstream, no. right? So no. it's, uh, no. yeah, we are your alternative news podcast, <laughs> alternative <laughs> uh, college football news podcast. Jesus. So, Mike, where, let, let's just, where do, where do you want to start? Let's just, well, so here, here's how we're going to do it, boys and girls. We're going to give you, obviously, there's no disputing who the favorites are because we're going to talk about the, the, the Power Five there's no real shakeup at the top. Maybe a couple here and there. So we're just going to touch on the favorites. But then Kyle and I are going to give you our, uh, you know, dark horse team to watch, team we're excited about, uh, the team, you know, the the unspoken heroes, if you will. So we'll just kind of, you know, like Kyle said, we're kind of keeping it light here. Uh, let's just start alphabetical order, Kyle, because I'm dyslexic and I wrote it all down in alphabet. So if we throw it off, I'm going to be lost. So. Uh, ACC, so shall ACC. we? Yeah, I think that's the first okay. letter of the alphabet. So, ACC, no surprise here. Clemson, Vegas got him at minus nine hundred. I don't foresee that. <laughs> what a value! <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, throw some money. 
Uh, I don't think anybody disagrees there. They've kind of been running with ACC anyway. So, uh, but that being said, North Carolina, we've already talked about them before. I'm excited to watch them. You know, I think they are kind of that sexy pick. And it's like I said, they're you know they're the coastal Oklahoma. Like I, I think that they'll if they can really find their groove and they can you know get into these games and, and put up some big numbers. I think that they have the firepower to kind of just outpace teams. Uh, do I think that the inevitable head-on collision with a Clemson, barring maybe Miami jumps in there, depending how Miami season shakes out, uh, I don't think they have enough to make that full-blown hurdle and win the ACC, but I do think they have enough to make it competitive, and I am excited to watch them. So, North Carolina Tar Heels, not not necessarily an underdog. They're you know a favorite out of you know their respective side of the ACC, but that's the team I'm most excited to watch. I think so. I think uh, I think Boston College might be. Ooh, that's a good that pick. Dark horse, you know, as far as it's a team that's kind of off the cuff. That's a good pick. You know, there's, you know, I just I don't have faith in North Carolina State. I just don't. No. You know, no. Louisville it just seems like a mess to no. me. Wake Forest lost a lot. Did like transfer and whatnot. Nope. And Florida. I mean, I guess if Florida State could maybe pull it all together, sure. I mean, like they might have the talent, but that's still quite the process yeah so i think boston college is just that team that's just kind of they line up they run the ball really well they have a decent quarterback now oh yeah phil oh, yeah. Uh, jerkovic so or Jukovic, excuse me uh so that could be that could be pretty interesting so i think boston college for me and, is kind of that that's and i i like now that i'm looking at it i like your pick so like my north Carolina tar heels better that's, oh for sure know, no, just the no, man no, no, no i'm just kidding tar heels yeah, but they have they have the perfect setup to really shake it up here. So the first four games they play of the season, Colgate at home, at UMass, at Temple, they have Missouri at home. I know Missouri is not necessarily carries a bunch of weight with it, but it is SEC technically. It is Missouri. And then they go to Clemson. I think that that's kind of a good recipe for them to I, – at Clemson yeah. gives me hesitation, but I think that that makes that game much more exciting. They get the they get the first few wins, they get the momentum going, kind of figure out the kinks, and then go down to Clemson and hopefully you know maybe upset them. But we'll see. I like that. Hey, hey Miami too. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Kickanes? Is that? Are you alluding the to something? No. Uh, yeah, no, I think Miami's in the same boat too. Yeah, you know, we, we were kind of talking about it, how it's like you know they open up with Alabama. So yeah, uh, but that's... I think if there's ever a time that you're going to face Alabama, first game of the season, and then after a little bit of turnover, it's still Alabama. Don't get me wrong. Right. But they lost quarterback. They're going to be a new quarterback. There's no guarantee. You know, Mac Jones was kind of just thrust right in there and had the best weapons you could ever imagine. Oh yeah. Devontae Smith and like running backs out the at the Yang. So I mean, it's still going to be Alabama. Don't get me wrong. But Miami, you never know. They, Miami really has to go all out. I'm talking, you know, onside kicks, yeah. fake punts, yeah. like going for fourth yep. and short. Like if if they play cute with them and try to be like I'm I believe in our defense it's like right. no. like Miami the only way you're gonna win this game is that you have to really put your balls on the table exactly and because yeah. uh, if you win that you're set up for a great remainder of the right. season and a really historic run one that Miami fans have expectations for they have the Air King who's coming back uh you know who's who's it seems to be all world everything you know so a lot a uh, lot of returning guys on that offense now that I'm so looking at that but like I said, that's all. That's the only chance they have of beating Alabama. If they if they start right. punting too much, it's I get maybe that obviously the first right. punt, sure. But yeah, if you're man, if you're driving, you got that fourth down. Like you got the Air King, you know, line right. up and shotgun and figure it out. The worst, <laughs> have them. The worst thing Miami can do in this game is come into that game with like a four series opening script, 
And if things kind of like, if it works, by all means, continue. But the worst thing they can do is hit a stagnant drive and then compound that with kind of like, well, we're just going to go back to the well. Like, like you said, if they can come out, punt, right, miss field goal type thing, they really do have to play one of those. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. If you lose to Alabama, it was expected. If you beat Alabama, you say because then after you go down that schedule, I mean, Virginia's your next tough. I mean, Michigan State, with all due respect, Virginia's your next interconference tough, you know, tough opponent. So right. I'm with you. I'm with you. But we'll preview that in, uh, in about a week. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that sums up for the ACC. So is that fair enough? The Big Ten. That brings is us Big to the Big. It brings us to the Big Twelve technically because Big Twelve spells it with numerical value. Big Ten spells hers out. So. Uh, you know, take it, take it how you want it, Kyle. Just don't, don't complain I to me. Have Big Ten pulled up. So All right, Big Obviously, Ten. Uh, it's gonna be Ohio State, right? I mean, they they just have everything going. Ohio for State, though, minus yeah, one twenty, well, minus one twenty. Not oh, absurd. Okay. Vegas knows something we don't know, and Wisconsin is the projected. I think that's that's safe. Yeah, Wisconsin's supposed to be the one to make the most noise. So that being said, Kyle, who are you excited about? I really like Indiana. I Kay. think Michael Penix Jr. is, is awesome, um, and they they had some really exciting stuff, and uh, he's just a fun. Indiana's just one of those teams I just have no ill will against, no. right? No, as no. well, you know, being a Michigan State fan, like you know, we've had some good games <laughs> against them, but recently they've, they've definitely yeah. had their number. What do they have to live but, for in Indiana? Who could hate anybody from Indiana? Their life's already tough enough. Right. No, yep. I, I yeah. agree with and you. And then, okay. On the other side, uh, the other side is actually really interesting because you have a lot of coaches who had that promise that haven't quite lived up to expectations mm. yet with uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. Obviously, we talked about the okay. Scott Frost situation. Okay. Yep. It's kind of getting messy. Yep. Uh, Purdue, the Jeff Brom era, like just really has kind of sputtered out a little bit. I mean, they had that great year with Rondé Moore and beating Ohio State and this and that, but I still think running a little bit low on expectations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then same with Golden Gophers. And, um, Whoa, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. Hey, now, that's my dark horse. Tread lightly, God damn it. And what's what's the coach's name to row the PJ Fleck? Please, yeah, PJ Fleck. Like, I, I, I don't be wrong. I love him. I like I I, I love him and, and all that energy and things like that. Yep. But you know, they, I mean, we're letting you know Northwestern's been pretty solid, but I think they're going to have a little bit of a down year. But we'll see. Um, That's fair. So That's I don't fair. know, man. I, I that conference, I think as a whole, that side of the conference um, is going to be really interesting to watch. It, really interesting yeah. to oh, watch. Yeah. Absolutely. Even even Illinois showed a little bit of a pulse, and they right. have uh, they have your boy Brett Bielema. Bert. <laughs> they got Brett Bielema back. That's kind of interesting. Uh, no, I, I agree with you, and I think of all the Power Five conferences, I the Big Ten is the one, especially this year, that kind of excites me because I think that there is. There's a lot of cannibalistic values that could happen here. I think that sure. there's a lot of, you know, uh, underdog, you know, road wins that we'll see and kind of some upsets. So I, I am excited about it, but to kind of you already touched on already. I think I'm excited to watch Minnesota because, to your point, down, last year was kind of a down year. P.J. Fleck has kind of been climbing the ladder, obviously, you know, Started at Western Michigan, had great success, turned that program around, came to Minnesota, turned around the next year. I think COVID in 2020, that kind of concocted together for – he didn't have a super young yeah. team, but he had a younger team, so the chemistry just wasn't Throw there. The right. Yeah, no, I got That you. being said, they're going to open up against Ohio State. You're going you're yeah, gonna to take one right in the chops. Whatever. Okay, we move on. After that, they have a very winnable schedule all the way up until I would eh, – Maryland, Northwestern the week after that. So – 
I think P.J. Fleck, the coach being that he is, they have a lot of good returning talent. I think that if they can string together a few wins after that Ohio State game and really get their feet under them, I don't know if they're necessarily Big Ten Conference Championship contenders, but I think that they definitely climb the ranks and make that side of the conference, like you already said, very exciting to watch. Yep. And then lastly, I'll, I'll touch on Michigan State. I, you know, I am a Michigan State fan. I think we've, we've discussed this. Uh, born and raised. So, you know, I've watched a lot of Big Ten football. I love it as a conference. This, so, yeah. but hold on, hold as on. Far, the, Keep these it going. are my official Michigan State predictions okay. for this upcoming okay. season. Obviously, okay. last year was a shit show. It was COVID, right? And then, okay. you know, Mark, Mark D'Antonio retires last moment. Like, in the worst possible timing, we, we make the splash hire with Mel Tucker and all the money, and everyone's all up in arms and that. But he has quietly done a very good job in year two. I mean, last year, he had to come in, couldn't even meet any of the players, had to try to install an offense. Yeah, we only won two games. We weren't really that competitive. But, hey, if we beat Michigan, and we beat a very highly ranked Northwestern team. So there, there was at least a pulse there. But oh, yeah. new quarterbacks in. So we have Peyton Thorne, who's um, kind of the fan favorite, I guess, right now. Uh, he came in toward the end of last season, showed a little bit, of, a little bit of promise, a little bit of spark against Penn State, and then we fell apart and let him come back and beat us. But Peyton Thorne or Anthony Russo, who's the senior transfer quarterback from Temple, I, he he's put up numbers. He has thrown a lot of interceptions, but at the same time, it's like I mean, you're uh, like what weapons do you really have at Temple? Right. Like, was right. really set up to, I, I, no offense if they've been decent, but that'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. And then the transfer portal, we cashed in on the transfer portal <laughs> and really upgraded. I think we lost two four-stars and we brought seven four-stars in as far as recruit. recruiter rankings oh, yeah. aren't the end-all be-all, but Kenneth Walker, the nope. running back from Wake Forest, had a very strong season. Uh, Quaverius Crouch, it's Crouch or Couch, they use a linebacker yep. Uh, from Tennessee, very solid pickup there. He's going to be an instant starter. And then, uh, you know, a little on the offensive line and another transfer running back from Auburn. So I, I think we're going to be sneaky good. I think the bet that Vegas had was over under five and a half wins. And I went over. I think six wins is very attainable. And I think that would be a huge turnaround and a huge sign of like, okay, like, you know, Michigan State under Mel Tucker, there's something here. Oh, yeah. You know, and, then, and then if we the win. The Midnight game, Rider. Yeah, if we win a bowl game, it's it's the it's gonna be off the rails, and we're gonna be it's full speed ahead. So, so uh, <laughs> I, I this is not me tearing you down, Kyle, because I would never do that. I looking at live lines right now. Bet MGM had you guys at four and a half wins. So somebody in Vegas has I'm telling you little right faith. now, Mike, hit hit the over on that. I promise <laughs> you. I promise you, the the improvements that we made here are okay. Okay. Uh, everything that we needed, we addressed. Okay. And we were obviously good enough to beat Michigan last year. You know, Rocky Lombardi, bless his heart, uh, he had his deficiencies. I wanted him to work out more than anybody for the name alone. Sure. So he's now gone to Northern Illinois, who does play Michigan, I think, week two or three. So okay. that's really exciting. Uh, let's go Rocky Lombardi. Okay. But, yeah, man, I just – I have that cautious optimism. Okay. I shouldn't – I really have no right to. No, no, no. Now, we could very well be asked, but that's part of being – Now, hold on. I do think – if it's four and a half, Mike, I'm telling you, hit okay. the over. No, no, no. Now, this is, I'm going to do, we're going to do this quick. We won't spend too much time here on Michigan State. I'm going to rattle off their schedule. I want you to give me just real quick knee jerk win losses, yep. and we're going to figure it out. Yep. Northwestern. So that is at Northwestern. At Northwestern. Year, but they have a lot of, you know, players coming back. We've played pretty darn well against Northwestern the last few years, okay. and Northwestern's been a very solid team. Okay. So I, and, and they're, they're a way crowd. It's not, it's not, I was at the game two years ago. <laughs> okay. I think. Uh, it's not a very intimidating stadium. Okay. So I think it's a good setup. If we win there, we're going to be all, uh, immediately on the Yeah, all right. Give me the win, win or loss. WRL. Which one win. are we going? Okay, win. win. Youngstown State. 
Win. Win. Miami. Probably a loss. Okay. Probably a loss. Nebraska? I Is it at Nebraska or It's at home? home. Home against Nebraska. I think that's a win. I think okay. Nebraska is a little bit of a mess. Uh, they, they don't scare me. Home, so. no, no, Nebraska doesn't scare anybody, especially those stupid uniforms they almost made. Uh, right. Western Kentucky University, at home, <laughs> win. I hope, I hope that's a win. <laughs> at Rutgers, remember last year. Uh, revenge game. <laughs> Okay. Revenge game. Okay. We have okay. to avenge Mel's Mel's first loss. Win, win, so, okay, win. And so, where are we at right there? How many wins? That's is that? that's five wins. At Indiana, loss, loss. At Michigan, or home against Michigan. Excuse me, home against Michigan. Pro- it pains me. If I always go into it thinking we're going to lose because that makes it when we win even better. So sure. I'm going to say loss. But okay. you know, can we win? Absolutely. All right. I'm going to say rapid loss. fire. Last four at Purdue. Win. Okay. Maryland home. I feel like that could be. It's either we're going to flip flop Purdue and Maryland. We're okay. going to win one. So we're, we're going to put an L next to Maryland at Ohio State. Yeah. I love you, but L. Yeah. No, Penn no. State at home. Probably a loss. Okay. Well, Kyle, you managed to find yourself one, two, three, four, five, six wins right there. Yeah. Right. And those aren't like necessarily outlandish either. And, and you could even drop one of those with that MGM line. Like you could even drop one <laughs> yeah. of those. And still, I am telling you. That, still making money. Like, I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay. So, okay. All right. All right. Sorry. We had, we had, no, no, had to no, do no. it. Listen, uh, it's our fucking it's podcast. My, this is, this we'll talk about podcast. what we want. We will talk about exactly. what we want. All right. Now we're going back to the go. Big 12 because now you got me all fucked up. My tabs are all yeah, goddamn <laughs> fucked up here. Jesus. Okay. All right. Now, surprise to nobody, but this is surprising on the favorite to win. Oklahoma, minus 120. Again, maybe Vegas knows something we don't know. I think the Big 12 is much like the Big 10. A lot of cannibalistic characteristics. I think things can go off the rails. Will they? Probably not. But I think they could. I think they could. So, favorite, Oklahoma. Kyle, you start us off here. Your dark horse, favorite team, Kyle's team, Big 12. Who we got? I'm torn between Texas Tech because they got Tyler Shuck. I believe okay. it's Tyler Shuck. Brandon will pronounce me if I'm wrong, but it's spelled okay. S-H-O-U-G-H. I'm pretty sure it's Tyler Shuck. Transfer quarterback from Oregon. He has experience. And you yep. pop him into a Texas Tech offense, which I know they have. I mean, their coach is new. He was the Utah State coach a few years ago. Not exactly the same wide open spread offense, but right. still a decent offensive coach. Could be Texas Tech. Uh, and then my other one is the West Virginia Mountaineers. Not really for I, – I like Neil Brown as a coach. Uh, he has a, a really good – track record of, of you know kind of taking up the smaller programs but now he's got virginia uh, west virginia a little bit more resources so i think those are my two teams that kind of just stand out to me that's fair those are two good teams uh you're wrong because it's oklahoma state is who's no i'm just kidding it's oklahoma i like oklahoma state oh yeah i feel oh, yeah. like obviously i mean gundy lost his mojo when he shaved his mullet but all things aside they always make it interesting and i think with spencer saunders Junior, a little over 2,000 yards last year, 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Not like the sexiest stat line, but I think that, you know, you look it up and down, offense has a lot of good. I mean, you can't even find one freshman starting on their offense, one sophomore, two sophomores. Damn. And when we're talking about the Big 12, I mean, it's no secret. Oklahoma's done a very good job kind of building up that defense because I think they understood their weakness. I think everybody understood their weakness. If they want to compete in the championship, they got to have a defense. I think Oklahoma State is still erring on the side of we're just going to shoot you out of the stadium. 
I think it works for them though. Like I think Oklahoma State yeah. is a team that leans injuries. full more into that. It's always they're always injuries. Right. Like their quarterbacks right. have had injury problems in the past and things like that. So right. I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think um, they're right up there. It, have, if, if they just need kind of this, those stars to align a little bit, right? And you know, and we'll see. It, I mean, see. yeah. I mean, you look it up on there. You know, they got Oklahoma in front of them, Iowa State, Texas, TCU, and then you get down to Oklahoma State. I think I I would take them above TCU. Te- I, I just hate Texas. Right. I, I, I don't really trust TCU that much. Yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, but so, Iowa State uh, is just we we got to at least acknowledge Iowa State. They're always they're awesome. Yep. They're, they're just fans. there always. They're always there's not a down year. Brock Purdy. They're there. Yep. No, I, I, love I agree. It. I I, no, I I enjoy watching them. Like if Iowa State's on in a game, I will I will definitely. You know, try to try to watch them, or at least watch some good highlights of them as well. I, you know, if I, I can get a Gus Johnson at a, an 11 a.m. Fox kickoff, Sorry. just just yeah. screaming Saunders for like a 60 yard bomb with just an absolutely just trash secondary he's yep. playing against, I'm happy cat Kyle. I'm a happy cat. I like it. So boom, let us a scamper on into the Pac-12 Pac after dark. Okay, no more. So, I think the the favorites are for each conference. You got Oregon, you got USC. You know, big yeah, there. But I think there's a lot of potential in this conference. I think this is going to be a sneaky, really fun year for the Pac-12. Yes, but sir. Like you yes, mentioned sir. in, like you mentioned in, the, I think it's Big Ten West. Um, a lot of cannibalistic tendencies in the Pac-12. Oh yeah, it's, it's oh, kind of yeah. like the lobsters in a bucket, and they just keep you know, dragging <laughs> each other down. As soon as one tries to make a run for the playoff, it's it's a team like Cal or something beating the front oh, runner yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, really interesting though, but yeah. So USC, Oregon, sure, you know. So I, I can see that USC, it's kind of got to be right. a year for so health, right. Set the stage. Oregon. You see, this is where it gets fun, Kyle, because they have Oregon plus two fifty to win the conference. So they're not even like necessarily the runaway favorite. Obviously, the value is not there, but I think, and I agree with it because I think that this is going to be a very, very exciting year for the Pac-12. I think that there's just so many teams that have kind of not it, not a lot of talent has left to go to the NFL. So I think we have some good kind of veteran status amongst all the teams. You got a lot of good momentum coming in from last year, even though I know it was a COVID year and they didn't play as many games. I think that, that kind of helps with you know not a lot of banged up guys, not a lot of injuries. I'm excited. Yeah, and I think with with Oregon, I think they're close. I think they are heading in the right direction right. to kind of be that next Death Star of a team with the types of resources they have now with NIL. I mean, they're uh, it's fucking Nike. It's Nike University. Right. Talk about NIL. That's such a huge brand. So many opportunities. So Oregon is very close to becoming the next Death Star type team. I don't necessarily think it's this year though. No. Yet I think they'll show the right signs, but they're recruiting very well. Um, but, yeah, so is USC, so that'll be kind of interesting. But I just don't really trust USC. I just don't think they have that cutting no. edge that's no, needed no. to really compete up there at the top. But, yeah, let's. Oh, who are some other teams, though, that, that kind of stand out to you? So I I jotted down USC just because I think when – you kind of already mentioned it. When you talk about a team who's going to at least make an Oregon nervous, I think it, it is USC, but I think there's so many stipulations that come along with that. Like, I, they are – USC is one of those teams who's prone to just lose – a fluff game. Like I just I don't think that they are, they're solid enough to kind of carry out through their schedule, win the games they're supposed to, compete in the higher level games. Yeah. So it, I like USC because I do think if they do string it together and all like you said, all stars aligned, I think that they could potentially be you know to David versus Goliath and maybe take down Oregon. Um, you see, the Pac-12 is tough because I, I try to like 
which which team am I most excited about? I'm really excited to watch all of them. I mean, Arizona Wildcats, yeah, take them no, or leave them. I think CU has right. a good little – I think they make Keep a going. jump by a couple games. I don't think they necessarily, you know, go like, you know, one, two losses and go bowl. You think bowl game? You think bowl game? Uh, I think – in the March Madness uh, metaphor, I think they're a bubble team, and they probably lose out at the end. I, I think that they probably put together a good enough resume to be, you know, they'll they'll come like a win shy of it. But I think that they'll have you know, they'll look back on the year and be excited. I think it'll be an overall good year for them. But uh, I mean, Kyle, I'll turn it over to you. Is there any? Because I'm looking up and down. Obviously, Utah Utes. I'm excited about had a good recruiting. I'll, I'll, I'll do my quick breakdown. Yeah. Do, of the do, Utes, the Utes, but... do the Utes. Do the Utes. Yeah, I, I do think so. I'm also a big fan of Utah. Obviously, we're both out here now. Like they, I've definitely adopted them. I've yep. become slightly emotionally invested. Uh, the way I kind of, you know, always like to think is like Michigan State typically plays earlier in the day, and if they happen to let me down, which does happen, Utah's like that. They always play at night, and it's always that last team. <laughs> like, okay, like if Utah wins, like I get to go bit go to bed kind of happy, right? Like yeah. it's just that last hit of that little oh, dopamine yeah. hit. Um, so I, I really do enjoy watching the Utes. Uh, really fun program. They, they do a lot of things the right way, uh, work really hard. But I think they're going to have a very, very good year. And I think that's because of uh, Charlie Brewer, the transfer from Baylor. And I had always known Charlie Brewer. Like, I'd always heard the name. But, like, Baylor, I just don't really care for, so I didn't sure. really follow him. But uh, I happened to pull up Charlie Brewer's stats. And these aren't exact, but it's pretty close. But his career stats so far from after transfer from Baylor, 9,700 passing yards, about 65% completion rate, 65 touchdowns, and only about 20 interceptions. Like, that is a <laughs> hell of a quarterback just to be able to be like, yep, uh, here you go. Because we, if you watched Utah last year, their, their quarterback play was not good. Oh, yeah. And if you put Charlie Brewer and, – and Utah has the athletes. Without a doubt, they have the athletes, right. especially at wide receiver and, and enough at running back, that if you run a similar style of offense, something up-tempo, something that he is now – done for four years basically at Baylor and done very very well that's huge I mean that's that's going oh, to be yeah. huge and you know Utah's going to bring it on the offensive line they always do very tenacious and their defense is always stout under Kyle Whittingham oh, yeah. very very so that is like his his bread and butter and then very solid special teams as well some you know yeah. it, it, it's I, I do think the Utes this year have a very good chance to shake the whole thing Rumble up. it up and, a little but bit. that's going to be the interesting thing they're going to be good enough to beat the best but they might they could also possibly have a clunker on Trip the road against yeah. Uh, yep. yeah right and then and then they kind of root it for everybody but i think if, if some things align here I, I i think charlie brewer is such an x factor oh yeah uh and a huge pickup that i think went pretty under the radar radar and yeah that's the same with the preview on green as well very very under the radar oh, yeah. they have the lines they have the defense yeah and they so they don't play washington but they do have to go to usc but usc the coliseum it's a don't go wrong great stadium but it's not necessarily like the home field yeah yeah yeah. yeah, like the you know it's nothing that's like insurmountable by any means and uh utah made some nice renditions in their stadium it's a little bit more closed in i can't wait to take you to a game up there it's it's awesome it's it utah is a great away day if if you're a a pac-12 fan of any sorts or in the area it's a lot of fun a lot of fun so really excited for the youths so i mean as you're as you were you know popping off about charlie brewer and kind of where they stand so i'm looking at it I'm looking at offensive and defensive respective stats and where they kind of finish the Pac-12. Defense, solid. So they finished in the Pac-12, this is all Pac-12 standings. They finished third in scoring, first in rushing defense, tenth in passing, but Clark Phillips a third, good year, something to build off of. I think they improved that. 
Uh, total defense, 365 yards per game last year, ranked number two in the Pac-12. So I, I think the defense is there. I, I don't think you worry about the defensive side of the ball. You look on the offense side, though. They scored 30 points per game last year, number six Pac-12. Rushing finished fifth, passing seventh. Total offense, 409 yards a game, seventh. So, Kyle, to your point, if Charlie Brewer can come in, light it up, kind of get everything get orchestrated, I, I'm with you. I think yep. that they disrupt it. I think they shake it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think they are the wild card for sure, where they could either win the whole thing or just ruin it for everybody else. And <laughs> so, in, in the interesting about the Pac-12 is it's like you can almost talk yourself, and I'm not going to go bonkers and say every team because they, I mean there's no fucking way you're going to talk me into like Arizona, right? Or, you know, I, I got you. You there's can you could talk yourself into pretty much 75 percent of the conference for each respective well, side of the Pac-12. The top four, eh, maybe three, you could talk yourself into being like they could they could really make a run for it. Well, and here's the thing, Mike. Like, while the media and the national discussion is always, oh, the playoff, the playoff, the top five, the top this, top that. Like, real fans of college football love the conference play, right? Because oh, yeah. Each con- like, dumb year. after that, it's like, yeah, the bowl games are fun and stuff. But, like, playoff is, like, it's only for a very, very select group of fans because oh, yeah. it's the same four or five teams every year. Exactly. The most fun is had within the drama of the conferences. Right. And what happens, I think the conference play gets a little downplayed because it can be very entertaining. Like the Pac-12, yeah, they haven't had that playoff team or the undefeated teams, but that's been a very fun conference to watch. And I think right. as a fan, that's what you want to see. You right. want to see a little bit of chaos, just some good games left and right. You don't want to see one team steamroll the entire no. conference. That's only fun for that one team. Right. You want to see the whole conference play, and I think Pac-12 is a lot of fun for that. So well, and it's always Pac-12 after dark as well. And so. I think the Pac-12, what makes it, at least it, from my perspective, exciting to watch is that they lean into like when you talk about the recruiting you know the recruiting pipeline they're obviously recruiting a lot of west coast a lot of you know hawaii arizona northwest and that's where we usually get you know these pretty exciting guys to watch like whether they're wide receiver running back you'll every now and then you'll get like a miles jack who's just a stud on you know the defensive yeah. side of the ball that was awesome. but Awesome. And they'll get you get quarterbacks who are just kind of that you know Brett Favre esque, just slinging it. Like I mean, they'll throw a fuck ton of interceptions, but it'll be fun to watch. Like I'm just I'm excited to watch Pac-12 all together because, like I said, I could talk myself into pretty much the top three teams of each side of that conference. I'm excited. And then lastly, let's uh, quick hit on the SEC. Oh, no, whoa, little quick bit, hit. A little bit of a, long, a longer podcast. Yeah, so, listen, but, yeah, it, this is fun. This is the previous. Fucking but. regular podcast. Now you say you want to just blow through the SEC. You want nah. which? Hey, Kyle, which four teams are going to go to the playoffs? Which four teams from the yeah, SEC right. are going to the playoffs? You tell, well, I yeah, guess basically. Clemson will be one of them. But uh, yeah. no, this will probably be quick because, I mean, Alabama you got, minus 160. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got Alabama, but I think there's some intrigue. And right off the bat, if there's other teams that I'm looking to do well, I'll let you start. What other team in the SEC are you kind of just intrigued uh, to watch this season? So, just a quick mention, I think it'll be fun to watch how LSU rebounds from kind of a dud year. They they went all in, national championship, kind of after that. Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is the team that I'm kind of I like excited Lane to watch. Kiffin. I do like Lane I like Lane Kiffin. They have a phenomenal quarterback. And, and when you pair that with Lane Kiffin and you got Matt Coral, I I think that, you know, they're, they're another team where they're, they're probably going to trip up and they're going to lose a clunker game. But they're going to be a team that can, you know, they can waltz into, you know, at Alabama. They, they'll make it exciting. I don't think they'll pull it off. But they're a team that can just – they bring that – 
excitement, that excitement factor where I think that there's not a game on their schedule. They don't have the potential to win. But on the flip side of that, like I said, right. they're prone to trip Lane, up somewhere. <laughs> Lane makes it interesting for sure. And do you think it's Matt Coral or Matt Corral? Or is no. it Matt Car- Car- Carl? Carl? Carl. Carl. Get- you know, get- I'm not sure, but uh, the, the dude could ball. I mean, I, right. you, uh, yeah. just quick hitters here. The offensive rankings from last year, they're number three in scoring, number one in rushing, number three in passing, number one in total yards per game. Beautiful. Now their yep. their defense their defense is awful. We won't mention that. Awful. A little bit of a, oh, a yeah. little bit of a Big Twelve mentality. Like they're just going to try to shoot you out of the <laughs> stadium. Which, like we talked about before the pod, it, it, it's worked. Alabama, their biggest nightmare is teams who are just going to put up points. Yep. Johnny Menzel's Ole Miss in the past. I mean, yeah. it's it's fun. It's fun. So uh, now Ole Miss, and I'm looking for a little bit of LSU rebound. Kyle, I know that you you are just the biggest SEC fan, rivaling me. So I, I'm interested to hear who you're excited about here. Just taking a quick look, I think Florida. I think Florida's gonna be decent again. Um, but I mean, it, it's still they got to go through Georgia and things like that. I go back and forth with uh, wanting Mississippi State to do well now that Mike Beach <laughs> is there because. I like Mike Leach as the football entity. I just don't really like Mike Leach the person that much. That's fair. He, like, That's he's just kind fair. of a, he's just kind of a little too off the rails and just kind of a fucking idiot. But like he's a ge- football genius. Don't get me wrong. But it's just something about him that like the last few years the 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 shine is kind of. I used to just be like, oh, he's so funny, this and that, and I'm like, ah, eh. like. But I, I think yeah. it's an interesting concept. You know, get a new shtick. Everyone's always. Everyone's always wondered though, like what type can this offense work in the SEC? So I think that's kind of the interesting angle of yeah. it. So I think it'll be oh, interesting yeah. to watch them. Um, but you know, teams like you know Missouri the, uh, under Eli Drinkowitz, who came in with kind of a lot of expectation, and you know should be a little bit more consistent. But I, I do like watching the teams like Missouri or even South Carolina to kind of see what they can carve out of the big, right. uh, big oh God, SEC is what I'm trying to <laughs> the, say. The big, the big um, sack. So, yeah, the big sick. So yeah, uh, pretty interesting. I, I, it'd be kind of a fun conference, but really it's Alabama, and then it's basically who, who in the East between like Georgia or Florida, Kentucky, who knows, uh, who can kind of cause some noise there, and basically be the ones to say, I will challenge, I accept yep. Alabama. We want Bama, right? Uh, oh so. yeah, of course. Uh, I think, and we'll tag out two parts here. I think that my ideal situation is, I think Georgia's lingered around long enough in the playoff conversation and just hasn't produced so in my own selfish needs i really want them to kind of the east to kind of knock Do each it. other off like i yeah, i want i want alabama to kind of roll on ahead win the sec go on and but i don't want that lousy just shoe in of an sec east team because well they only lost to alabama and I, get rid of them get a clemson get an oklahoma Give me Ohio State. I it's not a huge mix up, but it, just two SEC teams in the playoffs is just I, I'm done. I'm done. I feel. Uh, like, I feel and like. then my this is more so a, a question for you, Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher. Do we think that this is the year, or do you think even a couple years from now they can finally make that hurdle, knock off Saban, and like establish dominance? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of Texas A&M. I just, I'm not a huge believer of that. Like, I remember, you know, Kellen Mond, I felt like, was there forever. And let me tell you, I felt like Kellen Mond was the same exact quarterback oh, from the freshman yeah. year until the day he graduated. Because, my God, it's just like, it's just, I, just nothing stood out about him. So, um, yeah, we'll see if maybe this next quarterback can, uh, I think it's a freshman who who's projected to start. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong there. 
But uh, maybe something a little different. Who knows? I don't know. Their stadium is cool. I like how just big and crazy it is. But I, I don't know. I, I, nothing nothing really stands out. No, no. They could be good. I know they recruit well and stuff, but I'm, I'm not. Really I mean, did they recruit so well that they're starting a true freshman this year? Or, excuse me, maybe a red shirt. I'm not sure. A freshman of but some variety. <laughs> You never know, yeah. And boy, if I'm wrong, uh, be sure to let me know. Like, be, if I'm wrong <laughs> about that, by all means, let me know. I, a, our friend, listen, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I yep. think Texas A&M, and I'm not. I think Jimbo Fisher really had a good thing in FSU. And if I'm Jimbo Fisher, maybe I'm looking back and being like, damn, yeah, whole like, thing was kind of weird. I could have just wrote out FSU because the expectations. But that were, money. But the money at Texas A&M rivals the school. They have so much money. Right, but you're so. you're gonna you're a surefire way to show yourself out of your job if you go to the SEC and you can't, you know, get that paycheck for a few years, <laughs> maybe a buyout, and you're retiring. That's, you're that's retiring. Fair. I think it's the right move. Fair. I think it's the right move. So. But yeah, so hey guys, like I said, a little bit of longer pod, but this was kind of our, our conference preview breakdown. Uh, like I said, nothing too in depth, but I think a little bit. Maybe we threw out some teams or concepts, some ideas that you you hadn't really thought about yet. And you know, the best part is, is you know, we're we're right on the cusp, right on the door of uh, oh, col- yeah. another college football season where we just kind of hope for chaos, really. God, I can't wait to hear Kirk Herbstreit's beautiful voice coming into my ear holes. I worded that very poorly, but you know what I meant. Nah, we get it, we get it. So, uh, for Big Mike, uh, this has been Carl, your host tonight, and uh, thank you again for tuning in to Name Image Podcast. Uh, do the whole like and subscribe thing if you haven't. Leave us reviews, let, let us know if we're doing well. I know we have a little contingent of Colorado following, so uh, shout-outs to uh, to all you guys out there in Colorado. Uh, and uh, just, yeah, let us know. We're having a lot of fun still, and uh, we still got the whole season, lots of NIL deals coming out, but a lot of just general college football, which is really why we're here, right? Uh, so, yeah, uh, thanks again for listening, and have a great rest of your evening, day, afternoon, whenever you can see us. Love you.